Ready, set, game cast. Shut up and sit down. Welcome to Ready, Set, Gamecast, a bi-weekly podcast about video games and undercover boss. I'm Bryce, and I'm joined by the important business lady, Darian. Saw, dude. Hello, Darian. I am your fellow co-worker, doing the same work and not in a horrible disguise. Please disregard the camera crew. How do you enjoy your work here at this place? That I am also a worker. It's great. This is a great place to work. I'm super happy to be here. You want to hear something cool? Yes, please. My my boss, my actual boss, the owner of the place I work, came in today because they're doing some remodeling in the store next to ours. And I served him today. And when he left, he told my assistant general manager that he was very impressed by me. And he highlighted a few of the things that I did correctly, and he was very happy that I served him. That was a great day. Made my whole day. That is good. Me, <laughs> me, not your boss, will definitely tell all of the, the other bosses things. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> uh, hey, Darian, what? What? Oh, um, Teddy's gone again. Um, yeah, go figure. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm just... <laughs> uh, Teddy, Teddy's uh, doing finals, uh, but for the after this, he should be he should be back for a while. Everybody, say a prayer for Teddy because finals week is rough. Uh, apparently, he's got all the math and stuff, which I don't like. He's a film. Uh, he's a film production major. Like, what you is still he have to have math. What is he going to use math for? I don't... He... Well... I've not used math... They require you... I've not used math a day in my life. Yeah, and that's why I dropped out of college. Because they still require you to fucking do it. Yeah. It's stupid. That's why I should have uh, stopped at my associate's degree. Because, like, the associate's degree was, like, graphic design class, graphic design class, graphic design class. And I was like, oh, I really enjoyed this uh, aspect of college. I really liked learning all about graphic design and stuff. I'm going to get my bachelor's so I can learn more about graphic design and all of that stuff. And then it turns out the difference between associates and a bachelor's is all the generals that I did not have to take previously. <laughs> so I was like, okay, instead of taking more graphic design classes, you now have to take Spanish and gym and maths and I was like yeah that's why you're supposed to take all your gen eds the first year yeah but as an associate I did not I just basically just took the. you missed that memo yeah graphic designing stuff but whatever now I have now I have a, a bachelor's in graphic design and <laughs> I don't ha- intend to get a job in the graphic design field so it doesn't really matter but the, but I did end up taking like some advanced uh, classes um, in oh, the that's good. like advanced photography, advanced graphic design. So I did get to take some more classes. It still benefit you, yeah. Yeah, it just I I would rather have not dealt with all the bullshit that I've already forgotten about. I do not remember anything from Spanish class or even. I was just gonna ask. So speak Spanish to me. <laughs> I can I can say my name and call your mother a very bad word. 
That's about the only things I remember. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Uh, so, Darian, what have you been playing? I've been playing League of Legends. Um, took a break from the ranked scene because it's been rough. Uh, we played some PUBG. Been playing a little bit more Kingdom Hearts. I feel like we're about the halfway point before I can go into Recoded, or not Recoded, Rechain of Memories, which is one of the worst games in the series. Uh, what are you drinking? I'm drinking Surge, but I was going to mute out my opening of my can, but now you Yeah, really... but now you can't. <laughs> <laughs> I still will, but I just know that at some point I opened a can. Um, I played... I remember... I played uh, Chain of Memories when it came to PS2. Um, and oh, so you never played it on the Game Boy? Right, right. Because I didn't, oh, have, I didn't have a Game Boy Advance. Um, and I I don't know how far I got through it, but I just remember getting decently far and then just being like, I am tired of grinding because I could not win the fights with the cards I had and I had to sit there and grind and grind and grind to get the cards i needed to be able to fight these guys like because mm-hmm. it's it's not just leveling because you have to both level and have good cards to win a fight um so i just sit there and grind forever and, and at one point i just i'm I, there's other things i'd rather do with my time and then mm-hmm. later like i don't know maybe a year later i was just like oh maybe i'll try chain of memories again and then i ended up finally like uh, finishing grinding and and finally beating the game, but yeah, there was a point in the middle where I just quit for a very long time. Yeah, I don't like Rechain of Memories as much as the original Chain of Memories, which I could totally bust out and play because I still have my old Game Boy Advance and my old Nintendo DS Lite that plays the Game Boy games and stuff. But it's just the just the the combat system was a cool idea, and it should have died there <laughs> because it is just. It is not fun, so I'm not excited about having to try to play that again because especially with the updated graphics and stuff, I have a certain expectation of what Kingdom Hearts is, and playing a game that was designed for the Game Boy Advance on my PlayStation 4 in 2018 is not going to be fun for me. (laughs) So you haven't played the like PS2 version or anything? Oh, I have Rechain of Memories. I played about two hours of it on the PlayStation 2, and I haven't actually touched it on any of the HD remakes yet. But I I have touched it. The thing that was weird to me when I first got Rechain of Memories on the PlayStation 2 is that when they added that voice acting, it was after Haley Joel Osment had matured, so his voice did not fit his body anymore. And that was weird. It was very disconnecting for me. I guess I didn't realize, like, it had been a while since I had played a Kingdom Hearts game that I didn't, you know, notice. Um, but the original one didn't have those, like, full 3D cutscenes and stuff, the Game Boy Advance one, right? No. Yeah. So. It was, well, it had a couple of them, um, but it was at the beginning and the end of the games, not in the middle. It was all text based. Okay. So it, it, it just had text. It didn't have voice acted cutscenes. Like, because I thought, like, I did not enjoy the gameplay, but I thought the cutscenes, especially the stuff with Axel, because I played Kingdom Hearts 2. I love Axel. I played Kingdom Hearts 2 without playing any ch- Chain of Memories, and the stuff with Axel, uh, both, both, um, uh, 
chain of memories and the one five eight over two days yeah that those two completely contextualize what was up with axel in two i was like oh now his character like Mm -hmm. what he was doing totally makes a lot more sense um so i really appreciated getting you know that more of the story and stuff Uh uh-huh uh but yeah the gameplay like is rough i that would that would be a lot better on a switch or something that i can play while doing like i can do the grinding while playing other things but yeah well my process of game fin like game completions when i first played the series i had kingdom hearts one and then i got kingdom hearts two and i finished kingdom hearts two before i finished kingdom hearts one and then I was out of Kingdom Hearts, like new Kingdom Hearts content, so I made my parents get me Chain of Memories, and I was just all fucked up with the timeline right from the beginning. <laughs> and then it only got worse, <laughs> because then the timeline got fucked up with further game releases, just got progressively more complicated. <laughs> you, need, you need to start with Kingdom Hearts Key. You need to wait for a, a smartphone. Never played that one. And then start, <laughs> yeah. start there, and then... <laughs> And then uh, you needed, what is it? I think Birth uh, by Sleep comes Birth next, by right? Sleep. Then you need to wait for Kingdom Hearts 2.8 to come out so that you could see the, how that story wraps up. Yeah, so you can and watch then, Aqua's story and shit. Oh, but, but you, you, do, you also needed to wait for 2.8 so that you could see the back cover of Kingdom Hearts Key. And then, right. and then you can play Birth by Sleep. And then you yep. can watch uh, 0.8. And then you can start mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts 1. And then other things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, playing playing them in chronological order is yeah if if you were like i am not going to play any kingdom hearts until i can play it in chronological order you would you'd you probably never be able to play kingdom you'd hearts you never get there <laughs> you just sit that one out you're like okay af- after kingdom hearts uh 3 we're going to come up with kingdom hearts juju b and that comes like <laughs> right after birth by right in the middle of birth by sleep with like this 10 minute period where the camera just around the side of the building you don't know it's there but it was happening all along and it's very important to the plot and it, it makes yep. everything make sense it just throws yep totally <laughs> it's it's uh it's uh frick who's the dog uh, uh pluto, pluto? Yeah, it, it, it's Pluto's adventure. Kingdom Hearts oh, Pluto's adventure. Okay, coming, okay. coming after Kingdom Hearts 3. Makes yeah, everything make his, sense. His story was non-existent. <laughs> they had him wake Sora up in Kingdom Hearts 1, and then he just What's he been vanishes? up to? <laughs> What's going on with his, his story? <laughs> he's, pro- he's probably been battling oh. all of, like, all of the... Uh, uh, darkness, taking down the big villains and stuff. You didn't know. King- Kingdom Hearts Pluto story coming soon. Game Eight Corp adventure. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, what, that else, one. what else have you been playing? Um, I made a little bit more progress in Hellblade: Senua's Sacrifice, and um, I tried Radical Heights, which we talked about last time, and I would highly advise. Waiting to crack that one open. It is a free-to-play game, but it is in early access. And it is so early in the access, at least when I played it, and this was um, a few days ago now, five or six at this point. Um, But when I loaded in to the game, a lot of the textures were missing. There was just 
the houses all looked like they were Lego houses. <laughs> and um, the whole point of... In, in the game trailer, it advised, you know, hold on to your cash, find in-game items to spend your cash. I don't think they've implemented half of that yet because I have a lot of cash and nothing to do with it. So I would just wait on that. They do have a founder's bundle, which I've debated getting because it. I still love the idea. I'm still very excited for this game. Um, but I'm going to wait probably another month or two to jump back into it because I don't want to be disappointed by it. Um, but it is still extremely early in the development. And if you do pop it open, take it with a grain of salt. And hopefully they don't get the uh, H1Z1 Just Survive um, treatment where they keep using the early access excuse for three plus years and never officially release the game. <laughs> what have you been playing, Bryce? <laughs> Um, I was actually typing something. I hope you. I was hoping you were gonna say more things. Oh, I can fill space up with talking about something else if you. Uh, like. no, we'll I'll type more once we're into the news. Um, so somebody uh on Twitter, I think it was Allison from the South Dakota streamers thing, or uh, I can't tell you one hundred percent sure, but somebody said if you like cyberpunk, you should check out Mind Night. And I was like, well, I think Cyberpunk is cool. What is this? Um, it turns out Mind Night. So it's like the word mind plus night. So it's kind of like midnight. But anyway, um, it's kind of like Werewolf or Mafia. It's a free-to-play game. Mm. And um, so you are a group of uh, players and... And you have to secure these nodes. And um, some of the players are hackers, and some of the players are not. I, there's a part of some, like, other organization or something. Um, and the the people get to propose a team. Like, so early on, it's just, like, teams of, of small groups of people, like one or two. And then as as the rounds go on, they have more and more people. Um, so when you when you uh, go into the when when the team is uh, uh, proposed, everybody gets the vote yes or no to the team, and if uh, majority votes yes, they go in and they they uh, either secure the node. And and if you are a part of the good guys, that's your only option. You just secure. But if you're a hacker, you get to secure or hack. Uh, if anybody hacks uh, the the node, you uh, the it, it becomes hacked, and uh, the good guys need to secure three nodes, and the hackers need to hack three nodes. There's there's uh, I think. Five nodes total, so it, it it can come down to the wire. Um, so basically, the, the 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 it's not it's not werewolf and mafia in the in the sense that people have to kind of like figure out who the hacker is and and like vote for the murder, but they they uh will want to keep the hackers off the team. So when proposing teams. 
um, say, say you're a good guy and you're thinking Joe is, is a hacker, uh, you're obviously, when it's your turn to pick and it alternates, even the hackers get chances to pick teams. Um, but if you think a person's a hacker, you're going to vote no if they're on the team. Um, and stuff. Um, so it's kind of kind of a cool little free to play uh, werewolf mafia style game. It's got a cool soundtrack, cool interface. Um, so it's free, so totally uh, worth checking it out. That they seem to make their money through skins, um, which like I, I don't think the skins are really that worthwhile. So I, I think it's just a really cool, simple experience to mess around in. Um, so before you continue, that sounds like a board game that I used to play a lot called The Resistance. Exact same premise. You like basically you go on missions and you either pass or fail the missions and you have a limited amount of time to succeed or fail. And that determines who wins like a limited amount of rounds. Anyway, sorry, I thought of that. And it's it's <clears throat> it's just a board game. It's mostly cards and it's uh also got a similar concept in that it is um, kind of futuristic looking. Not so much cyberpunk, I guess, but. Okay. Anyway. I'll, I'll make note of that. that. You won't. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Darian said a thing noted <laughs> uh, I'm I've satisfied. also been playing a little bit of Pokemon Go uh, my friend Aaron uh, got me back into it and also the the uh, the update which has kind of a like adds more single player stuff to do you have like daily missions um, and like every time you uh, spin a Poke stop you can get like a challenge that is something like catch uh five pidgeys or hatch an egg or um get the pokemon that are weather boosted so stuff that you do normally but you get kind of extra incentive to to do those tasks and get like you get either berries or dust or or even a special encounter and if you you do um seven of those uh it like each day you can get a stamp by doing one of those. Um, and if you get seven stamps, then you get the opportunity to catch a Moltres, which has normally been only available as part of a raid, which is nice. So it gives you, gives players an opportunity to catch these like legendary Pokemon without having to play with others. And there's also a kind of story experience um, that, that does have the same um, uh, gameplay deals uh, where it is a set of challenges that are like, ha uh, get five candies for your buddy, hatch uh, three eggs, um, all these different things, and then uh, each each step gets you closer to uh, catching Mew. So once you complete like I think it's five or so different um, three challenges each each group, and then you get do enough of them, and you'll finally get the opportunity to catch Mew. So I think that's really smart gameplay because they added the raids in to really help players who want to do stuff as a group, but you've got all these players who just want to do their thing on their own, and this up 
update's been for them, and it's really uh, made it more interesting for me to play. Oh, I'm very burpy. Damn you, Surge. <laughs> uh, I also started a little bit of Bloodborne. Um, I did not know it would have uh, so many cutscenes and so much, I guess... It kind of starts off with an interesting story bit. I'm intrigued where it's going. Uh, I played a little bit of Dark Souls 2. And don't remember there being as overt of a story. I think uh, that's why some people prefer Bloodborne. Yeah, I, I mean, Bloodborne, it also has a lot faster combat. Mm. Um, and, and definitely a different, like, different kind of setting. Uh, this is more... <sighs> I guess werewolves and vampires and stuff, whereas in as eighteenth century, yeah. Whereas Dark Souls is kind of more like dragons and stuff. Mm-hmm. So okay, uh, more I guess supernatural. Bloodborne's more mm-hmm. supernatural, whereas Dark Souls is more fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, cool, cool stuff. Maybe I'll mess around with that. I mean, I got it from PlayStation Plus uh, not that long ago. Um, so it's a cool game. Uh, but let's get into the news section of Ready Set Gamecast. Darian, you play the Player Unknown's battle game. Mm, Battlegrounds? Nope, that's not the one I said. Um, can you tell me about the PUBG updates? If that's not the one you said, that's not the one I play. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> uh, okay, well, there's been a couple updates to the game since uh, we last spoke. Um, the first one introduced the blue zone changes, um, some uh, in-game clothing was removed, which I think we talked about last time, and added a few places to Miramar, um, a few random UI, uh, or not random, but a few improvements to UI have been added, um, general things like that. Um, and then another update that was more recent, um, they added a marker so that you could tell when the, or where, what the flight path was when you load into the game. Um, a few bug fixes. They've added some more skins to the game, um, including skins for the, uh, frying pan, which, which is uh, one, t- like, you can just be like, I want that instead of doing loot crate stuff, which is kind of cool. It, it, the frying pan skin does not come out of a loot crate. It's just like a one. Yeah, you just buy it with, uh, well, one of them are. You can find, there are other frying pan skins that you can get in loot crates. But there's one that is specifically, you just spend, I think it's 6,000 BP. And it's one per account. Yeah. And you just opt in and get it. You don't have to try and it's win. It's not. Win the loot crate lottery. It's 5,000. It's 5,000 BP. But yeah, it's just, yes, I want this one. <laughs> so that's pretty neat. Um, they also released some more drop rate information um, for one of their new boxes. Um, so, or, Yeah. For one of their new boxes, they released the drop rate information as well as the drop rate per boxes when you buy them. Because when you get the loot crates with your um, battle points, you have a 
um, you you have RNG as far as which box you're going to get. So they released the information for that as well, which is pretty nice. Um, uh, one of the new features that they're still working on is map selection, um, which is really exciting because people have been asking for that forever. Um, now they're going to uh, test it out on the test server and then slowly work on implementing it. Right now, the images that they've shared are clearly from the test servers because it highlights, um, I think it's Erangel is how you pronounce it, and then Miramar, and then the new map, which is the mm-hmm. uh, the murder one. I the don't remember one. what it's called. The only, ga- the only map featuring murder. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This... The PUBG no. murder mystery map. <laughs> One of you yes. is a murderer. Solve Code, code name Savage. Okay. Sorry, I couldn't. I was like, oh god, starts with a C. I wanted to say Cascade. Code name Savage. So they have Miramar and Erangel, but then the third map is coming soon. So they're still working on it. Um, they had to do a lot of testing and still have to do a lot of testing to make sure that players on lower population servers, their games don't get affected by being able to choose maps because obviously people are going to have a preference or some people are going to have preference one way or another. And on low pop servers that could affect getting into games in general. So that's a lot of exciting new stuff for PUBG. Also, their latest, um, their latest event mode, which was the flare gun eight squad or eight player squad, um, with I think it was called like metal rain or something, and you could shoot the flare guns, and you'd either get a crate to drop, or if you shoot it outside of the safe zone, you get an armored UAZ, which is super cool. <laughs> And I met some really cool people last time I played it, and it was a lot of fun. But the event mode is boss, and I like what they're pumping out there, and I can't wait to see what they do next. Anyway, Bryce, talk to me about Destiny 2 so that I can ignore you for a few minutes. Aww. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I bought the Destiny 2 Collector's Edition for $67. came with a... Came with uh, the DLCs for the game, a cool bag, a solar charger, a book with a bunch of Cabal lore that I don't understand. Hopefully Teddy will be able to explain it to me at some point. There were some trinkets in there. But because I now own that, I will be able to play. Hopefully, I, I honestly don't know what if this is included in the season pass. I'm pretty sure it is. Um... The announced Destiny 2's next expansion called Warmine, which will launch May 8th. Um, Destiny 2's Season 3. See, that's con- like, it's season past. Uh, I don't know what any of this means. So, uh, <laughs> there'll be some news. We'll send you to new places to meet new heroes and battle new enemies. You'll earn new loot and ma- new loot and master new activities. Um, apparently, there's there will be a, sh- a Twitch stream on April twenty fourth to uh, kind of show off stuff. Um, but Teddy has informed us that he will be on the next show to explain all of this. 
Um, more details. So that's yeah. fun. Uh, Darian, do you think you'll ever play Destiny? If you give me your other copy, okay, I'll probably deal. give it a whirl. Um, <laughs> but Darian, do you think you'll ever play another Bioshock game? Fucking hope so, because I love that series. It is glorious, um, and there is rumored to be a new Bioshock in the making. Um, 2K is working on another um, in, uh, another game. Um, it is codenamed Parkside, and it could be the next Bioshock. Um, there are people, they're being really tight, tight-lipped about it. They're not giving a whole lot of info about it. Um, but on their fiscal report um, from November 2017, it says a highly anticipated new title from one of 2K's biggest franchises would be released by March 31st, 2019. Um, people could say that that could also be Borderlands 3, um, but other comments have led people to believe it might be a Bioshock game. So... I would much rather have a Bioshock game because I was never able to get into the Borderlands game. Um, but I love Bioshock and I would play the shit out of that. I would probably do the same thing that I did when Bioshock Infinite came out and just play nothing but that game forever until I am done with it. <laughs> so they've done water. They've done air. Where are they going next time? Um, Space. Okay, Bioshock 3 in space. Got it. Bioshock 4? Well, I don't think they'd give it a number. Yeah, Bioshock space. They already used infinite, so maybe they'll they'll put, like, uh, uh, Mm -hmm. Equinox or something that sounds spacey. Okay. I just read the word the word equinox on the on the crates from PUBG, and I was like, "That's a fancy word." I'm making shit up. Please don't. Please stop me. <laughs> Somebody I, help. No one was gonna call you on it, so you called yourself on it. <laughs> yeah, I felt guilty right away. Like I, that's not an original thought, and I okay. felt guilty. Uh, okay. I, I didn't want to take credit for it. Nobody has original thoughts. We we just don't point out that <laughs> um so we have another rumor in the rumor mill section of the news uh let me see who reported this via twitter jason schreier from the internet i believe he is a <laughs> news editor at kotaku he is confirming plants Chris Plant, who is uh, executive editor at Polygon's Scoop, that Black Ops 4 won't have a single-player campaign, but it will have a Battle Royale mode. So, I am going to throw my prediction into this and report that Black Ops 4 is going to be a bad video game. Because... (laughs) They're My take- only concern is that the Roman numeral that they're using for that is incorrect, and that bothers the hell out of me. Yeah, just four four dashes. Yeah, so when I first read this article, when you linked it, I was like, is that a mistype? Like, what is, what is bloops? 
And why is there too many eyes? <laughs> like, what is happening? There's an L. Bloops. So. Well, the, blops. Yeah, yeah sorry. Two O's. I kept reading it as bloops, too. Because mm, it just sounded funny. That's how they get you. Uh, I... I mean, people definitely put like keep the game and and majority of people play the Call of Duty games for the multiplayer, but I do think mm-hmm. that having that single player there is important too, like Oh, definitely. Getting rid of it is what's the point of having individual titles for your game if you're taking out the single player aspect? Like this might as well be Call of Duty 17. Like uh, I mean that that like the differentiation stuff. It the Black Ops aspect definitely does come from the single player aspect, but also single player gives people an opportunity to practice on the game before going into uh the stuff. And there have been game. Oh, I'm Titanfall. Titanfall uh one came out there and uh didn't do that well because they were multiplayer only. But Titanfall mm-hmm. 2 comes out, and they had a very cool storyline, and or they added in, in single player, and people loved it, and it did really well. Um, I think it depends on the backing, too, though, because, like, Blizzard Overwatch came out, and that's nothing but... It's it's an I FPS guess. with just multiplayer, and I that one's still roaring. So well, it's, yeah. it's, it's going to be a hit or miss, um, I feel. I don't think it's going to have... I will say, but like Blizzard and, 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 you know, Overwatch is kind of like Team Fortress 2. It is, is Blizzard's Team Fortress 2. But I mean, Team Fortress 2 did a great job of telling this story outside of the game and, and Overwatch mm-hmm. does the same thing. Whereas I just, I can't see, I, I do not have high hopes for this. And, and it like Call of Duty is going to do fine, fine. Mm-hmm. No matter what, it if it's got Call of Duty on, it's gonna sell copies. But I don't think this is going to do well for a Call of Duty. I think it's gonna have the same general Call of Duty release where it's in the top charts as far as views on Twitch for the first couple weeks that it's out, and then depending on how well they do their battle royale game mode, I could see it either competing with Fortnite. Or dropping off entirely. Well, uh, yeah, adding adding battle royale like seems just kind of like desperate. It's very, I mean, yeah, it's cash grabby to me. And by the time they're this is out, like they'll be competing. The 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 battle royale hype is going to start being dry, drawn or dropping off. People will already have the the battle royales that they prefer. Mm-hmm. So trying to draw in people for your battle royale i don't see that going well i just see the call of duty name really being a huge advantage for them because i i mean it's call of duty it's a very successful game series and i feel like there have been call of duties who have not done well i mean they've still done call of duty but they've been like kind of like assassin's creed like there have been Assassin's Creed will sell, but they'll be like it didn't sell great for an Assassin's Creed. Right. So I don't know. I'm anxious to see how they do it. Um, I'm gonna be really disappointed if they 
sell it at a full price point with no single player and with a battle royale, especially with the market the way it is. Um, I I don't see a $60 Call of Duty game with the battle royale and the stuff. It's got to have loot crates. <laughs> it's going to have loot crate. Like, it is going this to have is going to be, crates. I can see this going very, like, is it going to have gameplay affecting loot crates? I, I would sure hope not, but there's. Do current Call of Duties have gameplay affecting loot uh, crates? Uh, or is it just skins and aesthetics? I've, I haven't played a Call of I know, Duty in I know you can get years. weapons. Um, like, you unlock weapon stuff by leveling up and stuff. But. Adding ra- Battle Royale and into Call of Duty is just a whole... It's a whole nother mess. Yeah. So this this could be very interesting and mm. probably very bad. But <sighs> speaking of Team Fortress 2 and the company who owns that, Valve, uh, has acquired somebody. Who was it? Campo Santo, the developers of Firewatch, and the upcoming game In the Valley of the Gods. Um, They've said that Campo Santo will still be allowed to make their own games, um, but they're also hoping that they have a few, they have a game officially announced that they're working on right now um, that Valve was already working on. Um, but they have a few games that they are planning on working on now, which, uh, Half-Life 3, (laughs) everybody wants that, I think. Um, Portal 3, speaking of Half-Life, here's a confession. I've never played any of the Half-Life games. So if they announce a Half-Life 3, I guess I'm gonna have to play every one of those games. You do not have to play every game in a series to play the most recent all of them. No. I will play all of them. Darian, I asked Darian if she was going to play the new God of War, and she's like, I haven't played all of the other God of Wars. And I'm like, you don't need to. And I asked if she was going to play Ninu Kuni 2. She's like, no, I've played Ninu Kuni 1. And I'm like, you don't need to. There are plenty of these games are designed for people to jump in it right where they are. I also, okay, Nino Kuni, I was incredibly interested in when the first one came out, but then the second one came out, and I've heard a lot of mixed reactions for it, and so... I've only heard good things. I mean, from my understanding, it has a lot of systems, like there's Mm -hmm. a lot of stuff going on, so uh, if you're not into managing a lot of systems, you probably wouldn't like that, but I'd like if you are, I guess, depends on what kind of gameplay you're into. It looks overwhelming to me. I watched a like a twenty minute just general game analysis and it just looked uh overcomplicated for me. I it doesn't take much for me to get overwhelmed by games. So knowing how much is in Nino Kuni 2, I'm not touching that one. And the God of War series in general has been uninteresting to me. You realize that the new God of War is nothing like the other ones, right? I I no, I don't because I just You haven't seen I any of the never... trailers? You need to watch a trailer for the new God of War. Okay. Like I you you like do you like the combat from uh Senua's Sacrifice? No. No. I 
hate the combat from Senua's Sacrifice. That is my least favorite aspect of the game. Every time I get into a fight, I'm like, fuck, can this be over now? Because I, I get really tempted to just stop, which is why I'm taking so long to play it, because I just hate the combat. What difficulty are you playing on? Easy. Okay, me too. I, I like... I like kind of managing the the opponents and stuff. I don't like when they kind of cheat and mm. stuff, uh, but I do do like the kind of the like there are games that you know enemies will attack you one at a time, like the Batman mm-hmm. uh, Arkham Asylum games. You like oh, there's like five guys here, but they're only attacking one at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the like Senua's Sacrifice and God of War. Apparently, they don't take turns, and it's kind of cool that you kind of like gotta manage the area. Uh, all that See- parts. I like the like Final Fantasy VII original um, fighting system in that it's one like one turn at a time. It is turn based combat. I dug the shit out of that. I also really like Kingdom Hearts and Kingdom Hearts II's fighting systems because it's it's that everybody's fighting all at once, but it's not nearly as difficult as Hellblade has been (laughs) like i'm just too simple-minded i think to be able to actually manage that much shit at once like i just i it's not hard for me to quit because i've died too many times um because i can't keep track of shit shit like that it's another reason i won't pick up the dark soul games because i know that i'll get three or four fights in and be like fuck this i don't think this game is worth it because I just it it's if something is too difficult on the easiest difficult setting difficulty setting I will not mess with it. I haven't touched Cuphead in like four months <laughs> because I played to a certain point, couldn't get past it. No matter how hard I tried, no matter how much I juggled, and I'm just like, is this worth it to me? And if I have to fight too hard for it. I, I'm probably going to give up. Some things are worth fighting for, Darian. Come on. Some people are worth melting for. I don't know what that is. It's Frozen. It's, it's a song. It's on, on the album. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, I will watch a trailer because I've heard that it's about Kratos and his son or yeah. whatever. Ba- basically, like... So the other God of War games are just Kratos being angry at the gods and just wanting to beat everyone up and just, ah, but this one seems to acknowledge like, hey, Kratos is kind of a shitty person and (laughs) he's got this kid and he needs to like not do shitty by him and because now he has to take care of the kid because his mom has died. So it's kind of him kind of learning to not be a shithead and kind of kind of a cool and gameplay is completely different. It's it's uh, I mean, it's not I guess kind of uh, God of War used to have a very pulled out camera where you kind of see the whole scenario and you had the mm-hmm. kind of whole chain weapons and stuff. But this is more kind of a senuous sacrifice deal where you're kind of you know, behind the, the shoulder thing kind of looking and, and, mm-hmm. and you've got uh you've got different weapons you can pick up and different powers. They've got area of effects weapons. So it it is got a lot of really cool systems. And you do have your son to kinda of, like he's got a bow so he can kind of be like your ranged backup. 
um, while while you're kind of you know the 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 fighter getting in there, getting scrappy with the guys, and I hear the story is very very cool, um, and it, it is cool because um, so Kratos has killed all of the Greek gods, and for some reason he's chilling out in the Northlands, and now he has to deal with the Norse gods. Um, so I'm very curious of what Norse gods we're going to see. Is, is Thor going to be there? Is Loki? Like what, what kind of, uh, how are they going to depict those? Yeah. What, what, what are, what are the villains of this, of, uh, God of War, you know, the new one. So right. I'm, I'm, I have seen, sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, I have seen like 10 minutes of gameplay. It was one of my friends. I hosted him once and I, he was in an extremely difficult part of the game, and the whole time was just him dying and his son screaming for him. <laughs> it was just like, what is going on? <laughs> what is happening? Anyway, the story we were talking about. <laughs> Are you excited for God of War, then? Have you gotten it? I am I have not gotten it. I'll get it uh, eventually. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm very looking forward to it. You know, the original some- story was about Valve. And Campo Santo, which is an exciting acquisition. I'm excited to see what they're going to pump out. Anyway. You know what else I'm excited for? Kingdom Hearts 3. And it had a Game & Watch style, style mini games inspired by classic Disney. Well, it's more inspired by Game & Watch, but... Mm-hmm. Um, I think the classic Disney aspects are that they pull the old images from, like, the Steamboat Willie. Yeah, well, A lot of the... Uh, Kingdom Hearts Classic Kingdom mini-games are inspired by classic Mickey Mouse cartoons, including Giant Land, The Carnival Kid, Music Farmer, and The Barnyard Battle in the Game & Watch style uh, games. So, the other mainland, like Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2, have had the Winnie the Pooh Mm mini-games. So, I feel like this is taking that place. I feel like... I've, which kind of like I, I really like the story stuff like the that, because kind of the the, the whole deal of of the Pooh world in in Kingdom Hearts one where like Pooh had like forgotten his friends and Sora kind of like helps him find them and stuff and mm-hmm. like I felt felt like that little world was very sweet. Um, Kingdom Hearts two just was like here's mini games, um so. The, yeah, I feel like it's actually because like Kingdom Hearts is supposedly known for the mini games, and like the Kingdom Hearts two mini games specifically, like all in Twilight Town and stuff with like the skateboard. Oh, yeah. I think this is supposed to be more in relative to that, not replacing Winnie the Pooh. Oh, yeah. Or it, it could, just looks it could like just be the additional mini game aspect. Yeah, I don't think it's replacing anything. I think it's just additional like look what we can do look at this fun stuff you know which is cool because they added more stuff in kingdom hearts 2 they didn't take away i don't think they're gonna reprise the the winnie the pooh i hope i hope like i would like that i enjoyed seeing winnie the pooh especially because i really love his world from one so if they do a story like oh yeah with i don't think they'll do it the same way i don't think they're gonna make you search for the pages again like how many fucking times are you guys gonna let this book get damaged (laughs) like stop (laughs) did you have to find the pages in two yeah because the world the world was different or something yeah because you were in 
This game is 13 years old, and I think we can talk about it. You were in Hollow Bastion instead of the uh, Twilight Town, because it was after they, like, Sora fixed the worlds and shit, and he had to go around, and there was different worlds. But in Kingdom Hearts 2, you see the Winnie the Pooh book when you go to talk to Merlin the first time, and then the Heartless take the book out, and you have to fight the Heartless, and then the book is damaged, and you have to oh, yeah, find yeah. him again. I remember now. Because I remember the book was fully intact when you first saw it. And I was like, oh, cool, yeah. the book. And, and then he I goes guess. to open it and talk to Pooh. And then he gets sucked out because the Heartless attack. <laughs> and it's so sad. Because, like, Pooh's in the, in the midst of jumping off of the log to come say hi to Sora. And it's just kind of heartbreaking. Because <laughs> once that resumes, it's like, he doesn't remember Sora. And it's just like... Oh, no. Uh, Darian, you, have you ever considered returning to college? I've considered it. I have not actually put any thought or planning into it. Well, you are a League of Legends player. So maybe, <laughs> maybe there's an opportunity for you to get some of your college paid for. Why don't you tell me about that? Well, I, I, I mean, you definitely read this one more than I did, so I think maybe you should. Okay, well... Also, I have an ad blocker enabled, and I can't read the article. <laughs> I do, too. It's not... I've, I've You block Origin. No, I've ad block plus. I've ad block plus. Um, well, uh, so Ashland University, uh, which I assume is in Cleveland, Ohio, because this is what the article says... Um, from cleveland.com. Uh, Ashland <laughs> University is adding Fortnite Battle Royale to their esports offering, uh, which is, I mean, there's lots of colleges that have kind of casual esports teams, but it seems like this is properly like associated with the college. And what I thought was really cool is, is I'll read exactly from this article. It says, um, uh, Fortnite uh, appeals to both uh, core and casual audience. Uh, we're excited to provide the platform for gamers who want to showcase their skills in a more competitive space. Fortnite facility facilitates an environment that allows players to get creative, innovate, and show off their mastery of their skills. But besides Fortnite, Ashland's varsity esports team will compete in League of Legends, Overwatch, Counter-Strike Global Offensive, and Rocket League. Uh, and players who compete and practice uh, together in the new gaming arena in the library will be eligible for scholarships of up to $4,000. So that is really cool that this college is, you know, treating esports players like proper athletes, like football players, like wrestlers, like all of these, you know, proper sports are getting the same scholarships and treatment uh, that, that uh, you know, more typical sports players yeah, are. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, esports. It's a thing now. I love it. Um, you know what's going to be a thing in the future? E3, which brings us to the topic of the show. Yay! Dots, 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 dots. No, that's uh, somebody else's thing, remember? No, it's ours now. They stopped it. It's ours. They don't do a topic of the show. This is our topic of the show. It's ours. What are your E3 2018 predictions? That is the question we asked you on the last episode. Our loyal and very attractive viewers sent in uh, these responses. Matt says, 
The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, built in the Breath of the Wild engine. Please, Nintendo. Um, <laughs> PlayStation v- Vita R, a hybrid handheld VR device similar to a Nintendo Switch that docks in a Samsung Gear VR. Play your favorite PS4 and P- PlayStation VR games on the go or attach the handheld to your face. This is a terrible idea. Please don't make it, Sony. I know you won't support it. I was about to ask, like, is this is this a real prediction? I had not read it through his wall. Okay. <laughs> and uh, Dark Void 2. I do, I do not think Matt or any actual human believes any of these things will actually happen. I don't... Hold on, what's Dark Void? Uh, Dark Void was a game that I don't recall... I think people liked, but I don't think was very popular, and it was from a PlayStation 2? Uh, it looks like PlayStation 3 and Xbox. Oh, okay. 360. Third-person shooter action-adventure game. It, uh, sci-fi action-adventure game that combines an adrenaline-fueled blend of aerial and ground-pounding combat set in a parallel universe called The Void. Players take on the role of Will, a pilot dropped into incredible circumstances within the mysterious Void. Sounds... Weird. My immediate thought when looking at the cover was that looks like a big daddy from Bioshock, but in space. <laughs> so that's actually the next Bioshock game. <laughs> Dark Boy 2. The Bioshock 4. Bioshock 4, yeah. <laughs> uh, Darren, can you tell me what Yuri Gaspar sees for the E3 stage? Well, Mr. Yuri. Is it a Mr.? Yuri's a boy, man. Yuri's okay. Mr. Yuri says, "E3 prediction: the stage lights up. There's no one there. A rope slowly descends descends from the ceiling. Three green lights glow. More green lights. The stage is filled with. I think it's supposed to be nothing. Nothing but lights. Okay. The audience screams as they become green lights." Suddenly, the stage is black again. Out walks a host. He is dressed in skin-tight camo. The crowd is now in skin-tight camo. A helicopter is heard in the distance. Thunder, lightning. The screen shows a date and nothing more. Welcome to E3. You have been uploaded. (laughs) That's intense. So, uh... I mean, if if his prediction becomes true, I think he wins E3. <laughs> I think. And I guess we're all in the game now. <laughs> um, and one last prediction. Aaron uh, says, my main hope for E3 this year is that they finally reveal a release date for Kingdom Hearts 3 with an official trailer. Fuck yeah. That was one of mine, too. I see that very likely. Um, I yeah, I don't see that not happening. If it doesn't happen, it's because Kingdom Hearts is released between now and then. Um, but the Ready Set Game uh, cast hosts are gonna keep score. We're gonna we all have predictions, um, and we're gonna we're gonna see how many of them we get right after E three. Teddy uh, has sent me his predictions. And I will now tell you them. Number one, 
Ghosts of Tsushima will be given a release window during the Sony press conference. Number two, a new Splinter Cell game will be revealed at the Ubisoft conference. And number three, uh, Bethesda announces an, an entirely new IP. Ooh. So. Those I... are... Sorry. No, I, I think he's got some likely ones and some unlikely ones, so we'll see. Darian, what are your E3 2018 predictions? All right, well, mine are pretty simple. So I hope for a Final Fantasy VII remake update, uh, like gameplay trailer or just, you know, an update. Something, because they announced it at E3 like four years ago now, Mm -hmm. and they haven't really followed up with a whole lot. So hopefully they'll give me something. Um, Also, new Smash trailer and a release date with more information on that. Don't we already have a release date for Smash? Or is it It, just... Do we? Yes, I'm pretty sure we have a release date for Smash. I'm 90% sure. It's a new trailer then. I mean, Smash Bros. release date because... September 3rd... No, wait. Smash Bros. Switch. Uh, Okay, 2018. No, we don't have an official. We just know it's coming out this year. Uh, So, yeah, we don't have official. Okay. So, so you're saying release date and... Mm -hmm. And a trailer. Okay. I'll get another trailer. And then also the Pokemon game on the Switch. Uh, Another... Or a trailer. Any trailer for that. You were going to read me your deals, but now, now I have to cross mine out. Now I have to come up with something. <laughs> I told you. Well, I was going to... And... Whatever. That's all I got, though. Because one of mine was also already read, so... Uh... It was Dark Void 2. Oh, okay. Um... <laughs> okay, so I need to hurry up and come up with a new one, but I've got... Uh, five new PlayStation VR titles will be shown, uh, obviously, during the PlayStation conference. And this is a long shot, but Microsoft announces VR for Xbox. Because um, they already have, like, a mixed reality headset. Uh, Microsoft one that's for PC. So some sort of VR uh, functionality available on Xbox. Which, I don't think that's too much of a long shot. As I mean, if they if they were going to announce it, it seems like they would have done it by now. But may, maybe they've been waiting for the right moment. I mean, E three is where a lot of those groundbreaking announcements come from, right? Like that's when they originally announced Final Fantasy seven and Kingdom Hearts three. So, I mean, Kingdom Hearts three is not really groundbreaking. People have known, but Final Fantasy seven remake was. A huge deal. So if they're going to release something huge like that, I could see them waiting for E3 to do it. Okay, I've got one. New Bioshock game announced at the show. That has potential. Yep. So I we, like it. We get, we get a name and we get a trailer. Or, uh, Bioshock Equinox. I'll, 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 I'll say teaser. I don't want to say trailer. Well, we get yeah, a teaser. Yeah, probably just a teaser. Yeah, I'd, They'd have to be pretty far along to get a f- proper trailer. 
But if it is coming out in March 2019, they might be pretty far along. We'll see. Um, so that is our predictions. Uh, after E3 happens, we will see how many we get right, and the winner wins $500. Um, the For the next, and, and this could, could, could apply to all the people who sent in stuff too, so if you get more... I bet, I bet Matt and Yuri are wishing they got better uh, uh, guesses now. Um, for, the, for the next uh, topic of the show, uh, IGN has been criticized for reviewing the early access version of Radical Heights and giving it a 5 out of 10. Do you think early access games uh, that are available to be played and purchased should be reviewed and scored? So let us know at uh, com slash submit to let us know what you think and we'll discuss it that's, next show that's a really good Todd's thank you I came up with it myself um also while you're at that URL URL uh the URL you can send in questions and comments do you want to be part of the show go to readysetgamecast.com slash submit to submit a question comment or Rick and Morty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got a few uh, things submitted. Uh, why don't you read that first one for me? All yeah. right. You got it. It's from your boy Penguin again. And he starts off with, I'm assuming this has been asked before, but what got all of you into gaming? Did you grow up with it? Or just recently get into gaming. I'm also very curious, and each of your probably what each of your favorite games are. Okay. I grew up with gaming. Uh, when I was younger, we had a PlayStation One and a Sega Genesis, and I made my dad teach me how to read before I went to school so that I could play Final Fantasy VII. And uh, got the PlayStation 2 when it came out, got the PlayStation 3 when it came out, and then the PlayStation 4 came out when I was out in the world on my own, and I got that. I I would say I'm deeply integrated into the PlayStation world in that I would choose it over Xbox, but I do own both of the systems, and I'm not one of those people that completely refuses to play something just because it's only on one system or another. I I try to own as many systems as possible. Um, and my favorite game is the whole Kingdom Hearts series, but specifically Kingdom Hearts 2. And not Kingdom Hearts Recoded. What about Chain of Memories? I would take Chain of Memories over Recoded any day. Re-Chain of Memories, we might have to talk about, but... The original Chain of Memories, I, w- I would probably... I definitely will revisit eventually. What about Kingdom Hearts Key? That doesn't... That's not real. Fake Kingdom Hearts fan. Did you know... Did you know that Roxas is in, in that video game? Isn't? Is. Is. In that, is in that video game. In Key? Yeah, he... Um, is it Roxas or Ventus? Di- uh, Ventus, sorry. Ventus. Okay. Ventus is. 
Uh, that makes sense. Do you do you know the plot of Key? Isn't it before the Keyblade Wars? Yeah, it, it's like yeah. it ends with the Keyblade Wars. Yeah. Okay, and and but like it it like the whole thing. I saw was the con- cinematic for leading up to Key or whatever. Right, that's yeah. what that one was on two point eight. Uh, I mean the the back cover stuff happens at it happens during. Uh, it's kind of before, like it takes place during the the key, right? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, basically the whole there there was some real like kind of shitty stuff going on, and and there's a whole character. I don't know. There's a lot of mysterious stuff going on in key, um, and especially with the, like guild leaders, and a so there's a guy who can see the future. And apparently through um who's the big bad guy? Who's Xehanort? Yeah. Through his keyblade, he can like see the future and stuff. Um hmm. so he knew all the stuff was coming. But there was some, some they were like, Okay, we know all the keyblade people are gonna have some bad shit happen to them. So we're gonna have some like some guys who are just gonna run away. The big fight's coming and they're just gonna run away. And so, and one of those people was uh, Ventus. Mm. Um, because yeah, I was like, I was looking at at who the who survived the like if if the your ca- Wars. if your character that you play in in Kingdom Hearts Key survived, um, which would be interesting. Like I looked and and see like technically, you fought in the war, but then you I guess got rescued or something, um, mm. and got out. Um. But I was curious, um, is there a potential for your character to be in Kingdom Hearts 3? Because all of these people are coming and, and you did survive, so technically you could. Because I, I looked up who survived and I saw Ventus. It's like, he was, oh, so he was there. Then how did he get to Birth by Sleep? And was kind of, his story is very interesting. Uh, looking up his Wikipedia article of like how he got where he is and what's all going on. Um... Anyway, uh, my answers. Uh, I've been gaming pretty much my entire life. My dad got me an NES, I think, like, the year after it came out. It was pretty early, like, very early in, in playing that. PC games, friggin' Command & Conquer. My cousins would come, and we'd just have these huge Command & Conquer deals. I had a Commodore 64. I was playing games on Commodore 64, uh, so yeah, I've been gaming all my life, um, and uh, so yeah, I get grew up with gaming. Um, and what is your favorite games? That's I mean, Command and Conquer just because of the memories with it. Kingdom Hearts, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, uh. The Uncharted series, um, Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite. I just the, the 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 like last bit of that. I remember, there's so many games that have just had such a huge impact that I can't really say like these are my favorite games because there's so many games that just do amazing things that I can't really pin it down. I just mm-hmm. like the games in general. I mean, there's a lot of games I don't like, so that'd be that'd be an easier list than what are my favorite. Um, Matt sent in um some stuff he 
to to answer our question of who is your favorite World of Warcraft character, he says, Tor- Torbjorn is my favorite World of Warcraft character. He's not in World of Warcraft. I know, Matt's being a prankster. He's an Overwatch character. And he also says, what do you think will be shown at E4? I'm really looking forward to it. <laughs> okay, did he mean to say E4 or did he troll? He trolled. Like, was it a tie? Are you sure it wasn't a tie? I'm ninety percent sure it's a troll. God damn it, Matt! He's a Matt. He, can, I, I love him. <laughs> Matt, Matt, can you uh, send in and let us know if this is a troll or not? <laughs> Please confirm if this is a troll, and but, also send us a Rick and Morty whenever the fuck <laughs> that means. Send us a Rick and Morty. Please have Rick and Morty show up at our house. Uh, <gasps> no. God no. Uh-uh. What 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 would you do if Rick and Morty showed up at your house? Shut the door. <laughs> Just be like, please leave. Please leave. I, I You're dangerous. I do not want you here. Um so that brings us to the that is all that is all the questions and comments. That brings us to housekeeping. If you're listening to this podcast with your eyes or your ears, I have a recommendation for you. You should go to ReadySetGameCast.com for links to the podcast on all of your favorite podcast services, including iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher, uh, as well as the video version on YouTube.com slash LastGeek. Also, if you enjoyed this, you had a good time, you're having some laughs and learning some stuff. If you enjoyed this, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes and Stitcher. It helps us grow and become more powerful. Also, if you know a guy named Bill, go like, hey, Bill, listen to Race at Gamecast. Do it. Um, if you enjoy this content, Last Geek has other content you might enjoy. Episode 5 of Game Mate Corp is out. We made Mega Large, Big Large, Murder Town, Battle Royale. Links available at game, GameMateCorp.com uh, and whatever you're using to listen slash watch this. Narrative Adventure is dead. We murdered it. Um, and Teddy will be back, uh, next episode, and, uh, we have a special guest, uh, Scribble will be joining us, so that'll be fun. He will be our first animated guest person. Darian, where can people find you? Twitch.tv forward slash dexterity, and Twitter.com, and Instagram, and, uh, Facebook, I guess. No, not Facebook. Don't find me on Facebook. I Twitch and Instagram and <laughs> Twitter. Dexterity. D-E-X-T-E-R-I-D-E-E. I haven't spelled that in a while, so I felt it necessary. What about you, Bryce? Where where can people find you? You can find me exclusively at dexterity.com. No, you can't. <laughs> Fine. You can find me exclusively at lastgeek.com. Or Last Geek on Twitter. Darian's now checking Dexterity.com to see <laughs> if it still goes to her Twitch, and it does. <laughs> um, Instagram, uh, Last Geek Plays, uh, or you can look around Google. 
don't Google Last Geek. You might find some things. Don't do it. Um, anyway, thank you for listening to Ready, Set, Gamecast, and we will see you again in Dos Wicos. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>